Welcome to this week's Timber Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial from your hometown Toyota Store Studio. I'm Nico Blankenship, filling in once again for world traveler Tyler Mon. This Wednesday, we're joined by 2023 West and Midwest Regional Coach of the Year, Liza Kelly from Denver Women's Across. Liza, how are you doing today? I'm great, Nico. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, it's impossible, I think, in the moment of last year in May to really encapsulate what the program accomplished last season. Now you've had a full summer of recruiting and some time to think about it. What are, I think, the biggest memories that come to mind when you think of that 2023 team? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Being in the moment, you you don't realize the gravity of what the team is doing. Um, being undefeated in any sport, in any career is absolutely unbelievable. And I think that we were just enjoying the the daily grind of it that we didn't didn't really step back and think about it. And the moment that really sticks out for me is after that final game down in, in Cary, North Carolina, you know, going out to the tailgate and standing up on a, a pickup truck, <laughs> holding the Denver flag in my hand and looking out at all at a sea of pink hats and all the alums that had come back for it and the parents. And even though we lost, just seeing, you know, just this, the absolute pride um, kind of seeping out from everybody. It was really special. The hot pink defense, as you mentioned, just kind of talk about what what creating that identity and and having it talked about on that national stage um, has done both for your players and for recruiting the next talent in general. Yeah, I, I think hot pink is the name of the defense, but it's really kind of what we want to be known as across the board is just a really gritty hardworking team that that never lets you breathe that that if you give us an inch we're going to take a mile um, that you don't want to play again so I, I think it is the name of our defense but I'm, I'm hopeful that after last year it really became just kind of the emblem for who we are as a program I'm sure that several people have reached out to you the last several months obviously it was a tremendous accomplishment in 2023 but you and I have both been here long enough to remember the program's first conference championship the first NCAA tournament appearance the first wins down in Florida and then the first quarterfinal appearance in 2019, and now this milestone to build on top of that. Heading into your 18th season, talk a little bit about the impact that the teams that came before 2023 had on being able to accomplish what you did in 2023. Yeah, I mean, I think back to our days in the MPSF where we would just bang our head against the wall every year, as you know, trying to trying to win that conference championship against a team like Stanford. Um, you know, just that had just seemingly endless resources, and I remember one of the years we played them out here and looking at our strength and conditioning coach and just saying, Hey, can you look at what their athletes look like? <laughs> um, and you know, they were just specimens. And, and I think that the, those teams worked so hard to put Denver on the map and did it with a lot less respect than we, than we kind of got last year. And I, I think that West coast lacrosse and I'll, I'll throw us in there um, just has always been kind of looked down upon that the better lacrosse is played on the East coast. And that's something that, that we've been fighting for, for the time I've been here and every program, every player that, that's kind of come through, um, has been a, a part of that. And it is fun to look back and that first MPSF championship, uh, you know, out here and then going to the NCAAs for the first year and winning right away. You know, that was something that I was so stoked about because we'd finally gotten there, but then right in that moment got to prove that we deserve to be there. Um, and that, that team was, was spectacular. Yeah. To talk a little bit about that in a little bit more detail about the West coast lacrosse, if you will. And, and what does, what does this trip to the final four do for West coast, West coast lacrosse, if anything? 
You know, I think that it's really special to be able to say that you're the program that, you know, it's the furthest west from the Mississippi to, to be able to get to a final four, um, especially when you're competing in this day of age of, of power fives and just this endless resource war, if you will. So I, I think for us to be able to do it at a school that's a mid-major um, on the on the backs of just gritty performances is really incredible. Um, and, I, and I think it shows, sends the message that, you know, if, if we can do it and do it the right way, then, then maybe some other programs need to take a look at, at what's going on inside of ours. The goal last season was obviously to win a national championship too, but how has the run to the final four fueled this year's team over the summer as you prepare for fall ball here to try to get ready for a national championship run run in 2024? Yeah, you know, Bryce is really great about always saying you've got to do something in practice first to know you can do it in a game. And I think this is the exact same thing. You got to you got to get somewhere on the ladder before you can think about taking that step to the next ladder. So, you know, you talked earlier about that first MPSF win. We had to win that championship to be able to change our vernacular. You know, you can't talk about winning an NCAA championship until you get that 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 MPSF, that Big East championship. You know, we talked about getting to the final four. We did it. Now we're talking about we want to win that game. And I think we have the confidence and the experience now to put ourselves in a better situation when we get there. I know your first practice was just yesterday and we're recording this on the Tuesday, but was there a sense of a new energy for that to be able to accomplish that? Like, has that already started here already in September? Yeah, I think it definitely has. I mean, we're, we're competing really, really hard right now. Um, you know, not, not necessarily duking it out in practice, but just high energy excitement, really looking around the room and kind of saying, Whoa, this person's doing that. I, I better up my game. Um, and it, it's a fun competitive environment to be in. Let's talk about the big news over the summer. Uh, pretty major grad transfers coming back in, uh, Cholia Gilbert. Trinity McPherson and most recently Sam Thacker announcing that she's going to return for a fifth year should just talk about what that gives as far as both depth experience leadership and confidence as you guys head into 2024. Yeah, you know, the past four years have been just very strange with the landscape um, of women's lacrosse and college athletics at, at that with the fifth years and every fifth year that I've coached from Hannah Hook to Kara Sakura to the ones that came back this year. Their fifth year, they just play with a different level of both confidence, comprehension, and then they truly are coaches on the field for you. And so I, I think that these three, we're, we're just so excited. They understand our systems. They've come from, you know, different, different experiences. Like Julia is a great example of somebody that, you know, really had to kind of fight her way from playing time. You know, she started off as a sub, kind of came in as a runner and then to matriculate last year into our player of the year, um, you know, in the big East for, for attack is, is pretty impressive. And then Trinity, obviously coming from a different program and figuring out our zone defense that quickly. Um, we really draw a lot upon her experiences playing for the great Janine Tucker um, at Hopkins. And then Sam is, is kind of a unique one too. Started on the crease for us defensively, was a recruited high school midi, um, and then to kind of come into college and really become, I mean, who would have thought that we would have had the, the, the defender of the year for the IWLCA from Denver? It's, it's just, it's unbelievable. And honestly, I could have put her or Trinity up and, you know, the, I think both of them could, could be up there. They're just such powerful pack. So I, we're thrilled to have all three of them back. 
Yeah, I agree. And just from a personal experience, since our offices are so close to each other now, the celebration after Sam Thacker, after you guys got off the phone, just with that being such an unexpected thing, right? Like you thought that that story had been written already. And now I feel like that gives you even more of a renewed energy heading into fall ball here. Yeah, it, it's so exciting. And I and I think you're right. We really had closed the chapter, I, I think. Well, really closed the book um, in terms of, of what we thought, she, where we thought she was ending and had kind of come to peace with it. So it was a whirlwind. It was exciting. Um, and I, I, yeah, I'm thrilled to have Sam back. She's just such a good leader. Um, just, you know, really epitomizes everything it means to be a pioneer. And then three big transfers coming in to uh, a pair of offensive weapons from Yale and Pillbury uh, and a Yale midfielder. Just talk about what they bring to what they bring to the program as transfers. Yeah, you know, Peyton and and Olivia are really interesting in that they were kind of sole seniors on that team for Yale last year. Um, very special players, but really kind of took a leadership role on either side of the field. So I think both of what they what they can do as players, but also that just the unique perspective that they also bring to to us um, is really special. Op is Olivia is um, she's fun to watch. I mean, what she can kind of do with the ball it's very reminiscent of of Hannah Liddy in terms of just her 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 vision on there. Um, very calm player. It's been really fun to kind of watch her mix with the with the offense. And then Peyton is really neat from um, just, just adding some depth to our midfield. You know, she's really good at both ends fast is able to kind of create on either ends. And and I'm excited to see what she does. And then Jane is really neat too, very much a student of the game locked into practice. Um, I've I've always already seen some moments where she's kind of taken some younger kids aside and and kind of really helped them. But it's, it's fun to see how much they complement our style. Bryce did a really good job recruiting those three. We talked a little bit about the the mindset of the student athletes heading into fall ball here, but what's the biggest focus for you as a coaching staff uh, as you guys get into fall ball and start preparing for 2024? Yeah, mine is probably leadership right now. You know, it's it's very, we have six fifth years, we have six seniors, and then I think we've got, oh, how many, eight, eight juniors. Um, that is some heavy upperclassmen. I, I don't think that we've had that that many um, well, experienced players in a in a while. And so I think it's just for me, I'm really trying to find the balance of helping them find their own voice as individuals. But then how do we kind of man the ship um, and get it in the right direction? You know, you, you don't want to have a leadership vacuum, but you also don't want to overlead either. So I, I think that a lot of work this fall is going to be done off the field and, and just kind of helping that balance and making sure that we're bringing everybody in the right direction together. And then on the field, I, you know, I, I think it's playing to our strengths more. What, what, who are we, what were we really good at last year? And then what, how can we expand upon that? How can we, you know, maybe play a little bit more aggressively in our ride, um, help push the fast breaks a little bit more on the offensive end of things push maybe from the draw, you know, we've got Abby Jenkins back. So she's so good at getting that ball. How, how can we take advantage of some of those things a little bit more? Hi, Zawa. Thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Hands will step aside and we'll be right back with men's lacrosse coach, Matt Brown, as we preview their fall season. Uh, this is the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial from your hometown Toyota store studio. Liza, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nico. She's going to go back post, and that goes in. Unreal. Shoots. And it's in the back of the net. 
DU Soccer keeps you on the edge of your seat all season long. Join Coach Franks and newcomer Coach Sitch as they compete to reach the Summit League Championships this season. Tickets are only $15 and group discounts are available for 10 plus. DenverPioneers.com, Denver's home of college sports. And it's in the back of the net for the Pioneers. William coming down the left board. Looking for a cutter, shot, score! DU Hockey returns and opens the 23-24 home season on Friday, October 27th in Magnus Arena. Single, season, and group tickets and five-game packs are now available for purchase. Don't miss championship hockey this season. Reserve your seats early. DenverPioneers.com, your one-stop shop for tickets. Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, Pios. Seven seconds to go. Toko Dynamo screens for him. Tommy down the lane. Right-handed layup. Good. And at halftime, it is a 19-point lead. Denver basketball will hit the hardwood in early November. Reserve your season tickets in Hamilton Gym to cheer on your DU Pioneers. Tickets start at only $59 for the season. Visit DenverPioneers.com to learn more. Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU. Welcome back to this week's Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial from your hometown Toyota Store Studio. I'm once again Nika Blankenship filling in for world traveler and voice of the Pioneers, Tyler Mon, who will be back for next week's show. So I'm sure that'll be great for, for all of our listeners out there. But I'd like to thank Heisley Kelly again for joining us in the first segment. But now we'll shift our attention to Denver men's lacrosse as they prepare for their 2024 season with fall ball already underway. Our guest is William G. Tierney, head men's lacrosse coach Matt Brown. Crowney, how you doing today? Great, Nico. Great. Uh, where's Monitor this, this week? You know, he's somewhere in Asia. I don't remember where, though, to be honest. Uh, I want to say Chinese Taipei, again, is the uh, is the host country of whatever tournament he's calling. But uh, uh, he he actually might be back in the country now. Uh, he's probably just a little jet lagged. So didn't want to join us this week. But well, he'll be back next week. Uh, can't, wait, can't wait to hear his stories. Uh, as he's got, He always has great ones. But uh, happy to be with you and excited to spend some time with you. I think the real question is how many hats has he has he added to his collection while he's been gone. So we'll that's have to always the question, later. isn't it? That's a, that's always the question. Brownie, let's look back first a little bit of last season. Uh, heartbreak with how the season ended, just with all the conference championships around the country. Every result seemed to be exactly what the Denver Pioneers didn't need. But how has the summer prepared this team to kind of shift the mentality from disappointment last May? It's a hunger now for February. Yeah, it was it was disappointing to say the least. But I think we 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 learned so many valuable lessons last year. You know, during the the twenty three campaign. You know, the the first one is you, uh, you know, you can't let anybody do it for it for you. You know, you've got to make sure you take care of your business yourself. Um, and and, the, and then the second one, and this has kind of been our mantra of. Um, you know, you, you can never really be satisfied in in athletics. You know, I feel like that the second that you that you take a deep breath or you let your guard down or you or you pat yourself on the back is that's really the the time that you kind of you kind of get knocked down, you know, and and you can't forget about the opponent. You know, it's uh you put in all this hard work uh and you feel like it's destined to happen, you know, because uh you know, you, you've planned it out that way, you've worked through it, but um you know, as, as they say, you know, the enemy has a say, 
you know, and, and so uh, you can't forget about that. And so we're, we're constantly moving into this fall, reminding the, ourselves that this thing doesn't stop. You know, you, you can't let up for a single moment. Um, and you got to understand that there's 73 other programs out there in the country that are talking about working towards all the same accomplishments that we are. And so uh, the second that you take a day off, the second that you take a drill off, uh, you know, you're not progressing, you're, you're regressing. So um, that's been our, that's been our main focus as we kind of, you know, leave the 23 season and move into uh, to this fall ball. I think that's a great point you make because not saying that you guys didn't take the Georgetown game seriously, you did, but after beating Villanova in the semifinal, it was it was almost like, okay, we felt like we did our job um, just with everything else going on and 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 then the mentality of the enemy has a say. There was enemies all across the country. It, and, you know, we're we're guilty of that too as, a, as coaching staff. You know, I, I would be lying to you if I, if I said to you, uh, you know, I knew we weren't going to get in unless we won. I I thought we were in, right? And and you just can't you can't think. You just got to go do, and you just got to continue to plow forward and and focus on what we say the next play. You know, how many coaches talk about the next play in whatever sport it is, and and there's a reason for that. And so, um, you know, taking matters into our own hands, making sure that we don't need to rely on anybody else. Uh, and having this never satisfied mentality is uh, is going to be our focus here for 24. Staying with the summer a little bit, I want to hit on two things on the on the professional level real quick. First, the PLL made its return to Barton in August. Another two sellout crowds, and the former Pios that were playing in those games really lived up to the hype that weekend. Just what does that mean for the program and for the growth of lacrosse in the state? Obviously, the Outlaws don't exist anymore because the MLL is folded. But what does a day like that? Or a weekend like that mean for lacrosse in the state? Just it, it was unbelievable, you know, um, to have the atmosphere that we had um, for for both days. Um, you know, packed Peter Barton, um, people that whether you were live at the game or you were watching on on television from home, you you felt the energy, and uh, you know that's what Peter Barton has become. You know, PDB as we call it. You know, the the party on PDB and. Uh, uh, it's such a special um, place for for lacrosse and not just college lacrosse, but lacrosse in general. You know, it was great hosting the high school championships for both the boys and girls, you know, last spring. And and now once again, we had we had the PLL here and there's something magical about uh, PDB, uh, especially when the pioneers come back to town. And uh, what a show. I, I was blown away with uh, how our guys stepped up to the plate. Uh, and how they performed um, and was really, really proud of them. And, and, and then I know they, they take great pride in making sure that they were playing their, their best lacrosse because it's their home and, and they, they love Peter Barton. They love the university of Denver. And that's something that we're proud of as, as coaches of our program that uh, we've created proud pioneers for, for life. So um, that was exciting. That was electric. You know, we're, we're kind of waiting here to see, what the PLL does for home sites, you know, moving forward, I'm crossing my fingers that, uh, that they loved as much as we loved having them here at Peter Barton. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do that again in the summer of 24. I won't be lying with how everything was shaking out in those games. I had a little flashback to Westburg in 2015, scoring seven goals in the first half against Villanova. Just, it seemed like everything was going in. 
uh, for all those guys. So that was really cool to see. And then finally, the NLL draft uh, of last weekend, four current pioneers were selected, Alex Stapkis, Richie Connell, J.J. Stilstrop, and A.J. Mercurio. Uh, it tied with 2009 for the most pioneers selected in a single draft, but you actually brought the most interesting stat to me uh, as I was preparing to write that. And you want to talk about the growth of the game in the United States, especially the box game. In that 2009 year, all four Canadians, uh, or all four of the people drafted were Canadians. This year, all four are Americans. Just talk about uh, kind of how unique that is, especially because five or 10 years ago, that would have never happened. Yeah, I think first off, you know, having four guys taken in one draft in the in the and especially in any draft, you know, PLL or NLL, that that was that was amazing, you know, tying our record back to to 2009 and then you add on top of that all four guys being American-born players, um all four guys with some some um some little some more um type of box experience, just it's a testament to to the growth of the game here in the, in the U S it's um, you know, I think it's a testament to our program too, as far as, you know, our guys and their development, you know, I, I, I don't know if uh, you know, any of those guys kind of coming into college had uh, NLL playing in the NLL in mind. Uh, I could tell you in the last 18 months, all of them have um, because they're seeing what guys before them, like, like Jack Hanna, um, you know, and Ethan Walker and uh, Danny Logan um, have done in, in the indoor in the indoor game and um, have de developed aspirations of, of playing in, in both leagues and continuing just to be, you know, pro lacrosse players. So um, that was that was a big moment. You know, that was a big moment for us, kind of uh, maybe a quiet one, but a big one, you know, for having four four American born players drafted into the NLL. Um, I know they were all really excited, um, but every single one of them, when I texted them to congratulate them on, 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 on getting drafted, uh, you know, their response, you know, in, in one way or another was um, we got work to do here before that. And so uh, made me even more excited about, uh, about those four guys. So we're extremely proud. And, uh, you know, I know they're all going to have a great season this year. There's nothing more that they could say to get you more pumped up for February than, okay, this is great. Our minds are already focused on, on next year. Um, as we announced earlier this year, and you touched on it with Tyler in your last uh, chalk talk you did with him, but you have seven student athletes coming back for their fifth year. Talk about what that means for the program in the era of the transfer portal. It's almost unheard of to hear that quantity of people being like yeah i want to stay exactly where i am i love my experience here i want to stay here for my fifth year um has to has to really preach that you guys are doing the right thing especially in the recruiting process from when they're coming to school yeah i think it's a testament to our school you know a testament to our our athletic program the people that we have here um, and, and, you know, the culture that we have within the locker room and, and uh, these seven young men, you know, have to take, you know, a large amount of credit for having the culture be what it is, you know, today. I felt like, and I, and I mentioned this a couple of times, uh, that these guys did a really good job last year of not 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 pulling the train back on the tracks, but kind of get, straighten it out a little bit because, uh, um, you know, I, I think we've always done a good job here, but last year was great. You know, uh, put put the devastation at the end of the year aside. Um, that was a fun journey. Um, the group that dealt with a lot, you know, throughout the course of the year, 
uh, and they seem to answer the bell um, all the time. Um, again, I think we need to to handle success a little bit better moving into 24. Um, but you know, anytime their back was up, up against the wall, they 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 answered the bell. And so um, to have those guys come back to be together to have one more crack at this thing, um, knowing that college your 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 life span in college athletics is it's limited. I think that's what makes it so special. You know, when it doesn't matter the sport, you, you can go off and you can go play for 10 to 15 years, you know, if you're lucky in, in, at, a, at the pro level, um, college athletics, you got four years to compete and, and that's it. And, and then it's done. And so for these guys all wanting to come back to be together, to, you know, have a little chip on their shoulder, thrive to do something special. Um, that means a lot. And I, and I think it says a lot about, uh, you know, who we are from a university standpoint and what we have to offer for our student athletes. You know, it's uh, um, we're lacrosse school. You know, I, I preach that all the time, you know, in, in recruiting and, 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 and we're a hockey school and we're a gymnastics school and we're a soccer school. We're, we're an institution that, you know, can challenge you academically, get a phenomenal education but not have to sacrifice anything on, on the playing field or on the court. You can do both of those two things. And uh, that's what I love about this place. That's why uh, I've been lucky to call this home for so long. And, and uh, um, I'm just really proud of those guys and, and excited that we've started this journey together here for, for 2024. All right, time for 2024 already. Uh, Brownie, we'll leave you with this. Uh, another story from this summer is the addition of David Metzbauer to the staff a week and change into fall ball just talk about how he's been able to integrate with both you as the head coach and all the returners that we just talked about. He's, he's been absolutely amazing. I, I've been, I continue to be blown away by coach Metz and uh, what he's bringing to our program. Um, I'll be honest with you. He comes into my office every single morning. He says, what can I do to make your day better? And I'm like, geez, this is uh this is pretty special. Uh, and, and on the flip side, I have learned so much in the last two weeks, um, maybe in, in, in more than I ever have in, in that time, time, um, time frame. you know, it's, uh, the, the conversations that we're, we're having and we're continuing to have, um, are, are great. He's, he's opened my eyes to some new things and that was what, one of the many reasons why I was so excited to add him to the staff in, in the short period of time, um, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing a, a huge difference and huge impact. And I know our guys are loving him. You know the the, the way he uh, can relate to them, the you know how personable he is. Um, he's got a great presence, obviously, with his all of his years of experience uh, on on the lacrosse field, and so. Uh, just thankful that that he wanted to come be a part of this this program and uh you know we got a great staff you know him along with coach Gallant at the defensive end um you know those two guys are two of the hardest working men I've ever been around and and really motivate me on a daily basis to to push this program forward in every aspect and that's that's ultimately our job here as a staff is to to get these guys to reach their full potential and continue to make Denver Pioneers lacrosse better each day outstanding well that'll conclude today's Denver pioneers coaching show presented by johnson financial from your hometown toyota stores studio again tyler mom will be back next week brownie thanks for joining us today thanks nico appreciate it